Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What up with you, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Oof. We got big breaking news. Stop me if you heard this before, but Joel Embiid's hurt. Will be doubtful for Game 5. Had an MRI on his right knee today. He's expected to be evaluated further in the next day. Yikes. Yikes. The story of the NBA and the NBA playoffs is health, right? And in many ways, that was actually the story of the NFL playoffs. Boy, the Chiefs couldn't block Tampa Bay. Yeah, that's because they had four different offensive linemen than they wanted to start. Or the Packers couldn't block Tampa Bay. Well, that's because their best offensive lineman was David Bakhtiari, who they just gave a contract to, was out with an injury. And how? Uh, I mean, health determines who wins these things as much as anything else, as much as who's clutch, who's clutch. But we, we stated earlier today that that the Packers taking a pretty hard and fast stance that they're not going to trade Aaron Rodgers, they're calling his bluff, is what we thought they would do. Especially once you get past the NFL draft, right? Because if you trade before the NFL draft, which again, isn't likely because June 1st, the money and the salary cap changes, but regardless, if you do, well, then you know where you're drafting. But if you trade away Aaron Rodgers, all those draft picks are very likely to be in the late 20s because He's awesome, right? He's awesome. So you're not going to trade for draft picks, and the idea of trading for players sounds like a good idea, but what players are they going to come off, and how does that make a difference? The new CBA really favors the Packers in this. They have to find him if he misses practice, and he will have to repay uh, at least a portion of his signing bonuses uh, if he was to retire. And he's at a stage in his career where he's not going to sit out a year, is he? Matt Schneeman would know. He covers the Packers for the Athletic. He joins us in the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. I mean, you got to think. You got to think about this for a second. It's not just. It's not just about whether or not 
He wants to play for the Packers. He doesn't have any options. He doesn't have any options. People have said, well, why not the Broncos? Because the Broncos in the AFC, they don't play against him. It, it, to, to people, it makes sense. Now, this could happen. It ain't happening this year. The Packers may not have the best hand, but they have a winning hand. Right? Like when you're playing blackjack, you don't have to get 21 to win. You just have to have one more than the dealer or the dealer has to bust. You don't have to have a royal flush to win in, in poker. You just have to have slightly better cards than everybody else who has, uh, who's, you know, who's made it all the way through the hand. And I think, you know, I, I think that there's no reason to think that the Packers at this point in time would trade him. The, Matt Schneidman joins us. Matt writes for The Athletic, covers the Green Bay Packers. And of course, he's the one that has the latest story about their stance and Brian Gunnikunst. Uh, Matt, Matt, let's let's start with the other wide receivers not showing up at OTAs. What's the likelihood that was related to Aaron Rodgers? That's a good question, Doug. First of all, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. it it's suspicious. Now, I don't want to, you know, go out there and say, oh, they colluded to do this because we don't know that, you know, Devin Funchess, one of their receivers who wasn't there, who hasn't played in any of the last two seasons, uh, opted out of last season because of COVID. He came out on Twitter and said, you know, who is anyone to judge me for why I miss practice? I'm allowed to do whatever I want pretty much, but it, it's interesting. I'll use that word that his top five receivers are not there. You know, Devonte Adams had, I believe hundreds of thousands of dollars tied up in a workout bonus. He obviously doesn't need that money, but um, Alan Lazard, Mark Valdez Scantling, and then two guys and Funchess and Equinemius St. Brown, the, the supposed number four and five wide receivers who just common sense, you'd think they'd want to come to try and earn their spot on the team. They were not there. Uh, when we asked Matt LaFleur about it, he said he had no reason to believe it was a, a joint effort to not show up. He said he talked to each of the receivers and had no reason to believe that, but he might just be lying. Who knows? It, it was interesting, though, to say the least. Uh, it is. Uh, Economius St. Brown, I've, I play pickup basketball with him in Orange <laughs> County. <laughs> you know, he's, he's in very good shape. A crazy athlete. I mean, it's in, insane. Um, okay, so look, having, having read your work, they're not going to trade him now. They're, they're basically calling his bluff, right? You know, I'm not sure if the Packers believe Aaron Rodgers is bluffing. I personally don't. But they certainly have no plans to trade him. And when I checked in a couple days ago before this important June 1st deadline that, that we've come to today, the response I got was, nothing has changed, will not trade. So it's not like, I know I'm, I'm getting into semantics here, but it's not, have no plans to trade, won't trade right now, it's will not trade. And, and yes, obviously, you and I both know that if the Raiders or the Broncos come calling in a week with three first-round picks, two second-round picks, and a player, things could change. But right now, I, I really do not see a way in which the Packers trade him. And, and really, it, it comes down to Brian Gutekunst holding firm in his stance. And if you're a GM, I don't care what the scenario is, you cannot have that bullet point on your resume that says, traded the reigning MVP right. uh, when he had three years left on his contract. You just can't. Um, how, so what, what can the Packers do to remedy this in some way? That's what everyone wants to know. And Aaron Rodgers uh, isn't really providing that. He's in Hawaii with Miles Teller and, and both of their significant others. You know, if I had to take my best guess, uh, I know that Devontae Adams, David Bakhtiari, and Mercedes Lewis are probably Rodgers' three best friends on the team. If there's any way to convince him to come back, it could be a couple weeks and months of those guys prodding at him and saying, hey, do this for us. Do this for the teammates you love. You, you heard Rodgers with Kenny Mayne the other day say, I love my coaching staff. I love the teammates. I love the fans. He didn't say he loves the front office. We know his beef lies primarily with Brian Gutekunst. So if, if those three closest friends and, and maybe throwing Mason Crosby there, the, the Packers' longtime kicker, if they can say, hey, man, 
you don't want to taint your legacy. And I'm not saying it really would be a lot if he left, because there's obviously a lot more to this story that we don't know about why he feels this way. But I, I think there's a significant, and I say significant, 65% chance maybe, and that's just my opinion, that, that those guys, his closest friends and teammates for the last couple of years, decades really, can convince him to come back and play for the people he loves and put his feelings for the GM aside. It's it's fascinating that, like, you don't know, what is it, did he feel like Gunnar Kuntz, some of these moves that he made were personal? Is that what it is? It wasn't, wasn't just that they wanted to cut guys that he liked or get away from the guys, but that he did it specifically because of, because of Aaron Rodgers' uh, relationship with him? You know, I don't know. I, I, all I know is that this is way more than the Jordan Love pick. If this was more than just Brian Gutekunst not giving Aaron Rodgers a heads up on the Jordan Love pick, then I don't think we'd be in that situation. I think this goes back to cutting Jordy Nelson. It goes, as silly as this sounds, cutting Jake Kumro, who would have been the fourth wide receiver on the team last year. I don't know if he thinks it's personal. I just think, and this is an assumption based on things I've heard and being around Aaron and knowing him just for the brief time I've been covering the team is that he feels he should have, you know, more of a a say. And that's just not the way the Packers do business. Now, if there's one person in the NFL who has done enough to warrant that say in personnel, it's probably Aaron Rodgers. But like I said, that's just not the way the Packers operate, have operated. Um, he might think it's personal. And, And like he alluded to on Kenny with Kenny Maine, it was very vague. I think it's more of a, a philosophical thing based in principle rather than any one move. He used the word people a lot. I, I think it's more of his belief that the front office doesn't, you know, take into consideration the feelings and the, and the, you know, emotions of the players and the people that, that make this team so much money. That's just my guess, but it, it's got to be something big, right? Because if you're willing to not play for the only team that, that you've ever played for, just because of the GM, it's got to be something strong that we don't know. I- I've reached out to Aaron a couple times since this happened. He's responded to me several times, but every time I asked for him to go on the record to kind of explain some context for the answers that we're both looking for right now, uh, has not responded, but I will keep trying. Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's really, it's it's interesting. I couldn't tell if he was trying to win the fans talking about the people or whatever. I mean, you know, I just... Um, Okay, when, when does he show up? You know, uh, I've thought a lot about that. Um, there isn't much to do here living in Green Bay, especially during the summer, and that's been one thing on my mind. I've said I think there's a 65% chance he starts for the Packers week one in New Orleans. Now, now before I answer this, is it possible that Aaron Rodgers is bluffing this entire time, planning to show up, uh, at the start of training camp to avoid that $50,000 a day fine and just wants to drag the front office's reputation through the mud for a couple months first? Sure, that's completely possible. He's maniacal. He He's a genius. He has a purpose for everything he does. I would not put that past him. He's a sick son of a gun in a way. So um, if I had to guess, I'll say midway through training camp. Just enough time to you know, get that rapport back with his guys uh, before they go to New Orleans in week one. And listen, this isn't a guy who's going to suffer from bypassing his $500,000 workout bonus that he's already lost out on, the $93,000 he's going to lose out on if he doesn't report to mandatory minicamp, or a week or two's worth of $50,000 fines for a training camp. He doesn't care about that. Um, I think it's more of the legacy and reputation. And, And as much of a superstar as he is, I really do think he cares what the fans think about him. And just being here in Green Bay and getting a sense for uh, how all the fans feel, I don't want to say they're turning on him, but I think it's starting to sour with, A, how long this has dragged out, and B, the fact that they see he apparently can't put his feelings for one man aside to to play for a Super Bowl, and the chance he has the best possibility to win one. He's not going to win one. uh, may not even win the division if he goes to the Broncos or the Raiders. Um, What about... Uh, what about Julio Jones? Like, look, obviously it's it's not something they normally do. And he has built a tight bond with these wide receivers. And one of my defenses is that uh, not only is there, is there Funches who didn't play, which it's just him skipping anything when he hadn't played in a couple of years is, is almost comical to me. Um, 
But, and so when we talk about, you know, why didn't they draft a wide receiver last year? It's like, okay, so if they draft one, that means somebody else needs to go. They took, obviously, a talented slot wide receiver this year. But could they put it all to rest and just go and trade for, for Julio Jones and say, all right, dude, now we got your great wide receiver. Go in one. Yeah, yeah, I've thought about that, too. You, you nailed it, Doug. I, it's not like the Packers to do that at all. Um, I know they haven't addressed really the wide receiver position outside of Mari Rogers, the, the rookie from Clemson in this year's draft, but there have been reports. You know, They wanted Justin Jefferson last year. They wanted Rashad Bateman in the first round this year, possibly even. So I don't think they've completely neglected the position. Um, Julio Jones would be a nice fix. Be like, it, it, it's kind of like if a couple breaks up and the guy goes out and buys the, this extravagant car for the girl to get her to come back. If you get Julio Jones to pair him with Devontae Adams, I don't care how, if you're if you're Aaron Rodgers. I don't care how how hurt you are by whatever the GM's done. You got to come back. Like you got to throw to that. But then there's always the chance, let's say Brian Gutekunst goes out and trades a second-round pick for Julio Jones. Then Aaron Rodgers says, no, I still hate you. I'm not coming back. Then, then what, well, I guess then Jordan Love has some pretty good receivers to throw to, or Blake Bortles, but that could certainly fix things. But I don't think it's going to happen just because of the way the Packers operate. But I don't think the Packers' traditional way of operation really applies here because this is a dire situation. You need to get the three-time and reigning MVP back in the building. And I think you scrap the whole traditional Packers playbook to, to do whatever you can. And, hey, Matt LaFleur was, the Fal- was on the Falcons' offensive staff when they went to the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. So if anyone knows how dominant Julio can be, it's him. That's a great point. I didn't even think of that one. That was a, that's an excellent point. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's no such thing as a good excuse for not buckling up. Law enforcement writing tickets, so why take the risk? Do the smart thing and start buckling up every trip, day or night. Click it or ticket paid for by NHTSA. Um, I, I actually have a question, uh, buyer. I don't know how busy you are. This is, this is, this is a little bit, we don't have a script, but it's a little bit off script. Okay. Um, did you see what, uh, governor DeSantis signed today? I did not. Okay. He just signed a bill making it illegal for transgender athletes to compete against women. Now, um, I believe June, June is gay pride month, isn't it? So obviously it's like a direct, Sure. Uh, slap in the face to um, to to gay athletes, right? Transgender, and athletes. so I guess I guess the question becomes: um, Look, I I believe in like gay rights, and I've just I've had these long I had long discussions with my late late father because he's he was of that old school variety. Well, like yeah, some is a is uh, some people are born gay, but I don't know. Are all people like, yes, dad, do you, do you think somebody walks in and tells their parents, Hey, I, I prefer the same, like people, those type of hard conversations, those type of hard conversations. I don't think you have out of a choice, right? That would be my, that'd be my read on it. But I also think that it's fair to say it's reasonable to think that if you're in the infinitesimal percentage that you're a boy or a young man who wants to have a sex change. We say like, look, you can have a sex change, but you can't compete against girls in high school sports. Is that an unreasonable stance? Again, I, and, and I'm saying this, like, I think the political aggrandizing and the grandstanding and the champion of like some huge bill to stand up for people like, yeah, relax. You're, you're doing this for a political win instead of like, what's actually the right decision. But is it even somebody who you're left leaning? I think that's a reasonable stance to say that a that a boy that has a sex change can't play in high school sport. Again, we're and we're talking about such a, small numbers, and I know we're supposed to protect everybody. But is that, isn't that a reasonable stance? Say the stance again. Just I, I mean, I the, the you're going with DeSantis and saying the decision to have, not allow transgender athletes to compete in women's events, right? Is that correct? Yes, I do think that there is a there is a big advantage towards that. I, I do think that that to that athlete, um, there is a big physical advantage if you make that transition. There's no it question. Puts other the other athletes at a disadvantage. So is it an unreasonable? Um, um, is it is it an unreasonable stance? I I, I don't think it's unreasonable. No. I just don't know. I don't know on where you then. I mean, does the then does the transgender athlete only able to uh, compete in men's sports? I, I I I don't I don't know, and I don't think that the transgendered athlete would want to compete in men's sports if that was you know the case to make it fair. <sighs> It's yeah, it's a really it's, tough it's thing. an interesting. I mean, so what what you're doing is presenting the the if this is true, then the count the counter to this must be true, and you're right, right? Because you're supposed to you're supposed to play in the sport in the in the sport of the sex that you were born in. Like right? that's what the bill says, right? Mm-hmm. 
Um, I'm taking, I, I think yeah. the biggest problem is it's the it's the it's the congratulating the and the grandstanding. We're also putting in a statute who, that vindicates the rights of any women athlete who may be discriminated against. Moving forward, any student who's deprived of an athletic opportunity as a result of a violation of the law means the rights to civil liberties. Right. So, in other words, you're taking a spot from a girl, which is stupid because none of these have cuts. High school teams don't have cuts; they just don't. Um. The proposal would allow another student to sue if a school allows a transgender girl or woman to play in a team intended for biological females. Like, really, you're going to be that person? And, what, what, you know, no cut high school sports. I, understand. I, I do think it's an advantage, and we all know it's an advantage. And why we're not, we're acting like it's not is silly. I also would think, like, we're literally talking about such a small percentage, <laughs> you know? Sure. How many transgender Athletes are girls that want to compete in high school sports in the state of Florida on a given year. It could not be very many. And if you go like, look, you're, you're able to have all these rights, but like you have testosterone in your body. There's an obvious strength advantage. I don't know. It's a hard one. Gavin, where are you on it? Um, I tend to agree with you on this. Um, if you want to compete in sports, you should compete in the sex that you were assigned at birth. Doesn't okay, mean you so then if, you, if you're a boy, you have a sex change. This is what Dan's saying. If you're a boy, you have a sex change to a girl. You're okay with that. Then they should, they should play in boy sports. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever you were biologically born at, when you still talk to doctors, they will ask you what you were assigned at birth and, and they'll, because doctors, they, they have to go off that. Not, not off what you identify as that's com- gender expression. And that's completely different, but yeah, in athletics, um, I, I even, think this, I think yeah. this is reason. This is by the way, it is, this is the way it's not controversial. I just saw a headline it's, controversial. It's not, controversial. it's not controversial to the layman, to the normal person, the regular person, not normal. I mean, the average person, it is completely normal. But social media inflares everything like you talked about earlier. You know, everyone thinks this is some major issue. It's well, not to most people. And, and, and I would say this, that I think that the transgendered athlete that is involved in this, that's the difficult part about this for them because they they don't – I would assume that they don't want to compete against men because that's not the gender that they identify as. Right, I mean, and I so know. is it okay? So, what yeah, do you correct. do with this specific correct. athlete? Like, it, correct, you're not calling them by the, you know their their previous name. And are you last- okay, are you okay with a transgendered male to female athlete beating up a woman in a fight in a boxing match? Is that okay with you? Because in any world, in my world, I'm not okay with a male punching a woman in the face. So that's kind of where that's my, where my line is drawn. I mean, I, I I even you know take the sport of golf because there is a there was a transgendered uh, player who's playing professional golf and allowed to play on um, play in women's events and you know there's the question if if someone's hitting it forty yards past you know everyone else is 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 that yeah. an advantage is it not I mean is of it not an advantage. advantage yeah I I mean but those, those are look the, I, I will tell you this that there is a what people don't know about the WNBA, and I don't cover the WNBA just because it's not that popular, right? Like you, you can tell me it's growing in popularity, whatever. Just no study has said that you as radio listeners want to listen to the WNBA. But I do think that this is interesting where I have a friend is like, look, we're all for uh, gay and lesbian rights. Obviously, there's a high percentage of WNBA athletes. They're gay and lesbian. They're out. And, and it's, a, it's a great league. But once you, once you start saying you're, you know, it's binary or whatever, and then non-binary, and then you're taking male testosterone, like that changes it, doesn't it? Doesn't that change whether or not you should play in the WNBA if you're taking male testosterone, if you're, you know, if you're in the process of changing your sex? I, I think that changes it. Yeah, I, 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 I don't see how it would not, you know? It, I don't see how it would. And my, my use of golf as the example may not be the best example because... You're it's not absolutely play- a great example. But, but, a reason, but they have women's tees for a reason. It doesn't mean that women are bad golfers. Just it's a strength thing, and it has to do with estrogen versus testosterone, 
And I, I you know, I, I'm not going to sit here and ar- argue basic science with people, no. which, which is what you're saying. But, so a guy comes up and he's had a sex change, but he still has testosterone in his body and he hits it 40 yards, yards further in high school or college or even professional golf. And you're like, dude, that ain't right. I agree with you. The the point that I was going to make, though, was there there is still a skill of just getting this stupid little ball in the hole, which is a headache for me and so many of us. Gavin's point of the physical when it's when it's one against another, like in golf. Yeah, you're competing against other women, but you aren't physically going up against another person that you could physically dominate because of the uh, transgender change that that you made. And so that's that's the you know the other part of it is you know well I mean even in, you mentioned basketball of of that happening those sort of advantages of as well of just going up against someone who's uh, physically now inferior to you. Ramos, are we out of our minds? Are we are we suddenly gone from from being a show that might lean to one side to lean to the other side? Are we being mean? Like you feel free to call us out if we're no, out of touch. No, I'm not going to call anybody out. I'm, this is not a subject that I think I'm confident in speaking about very much. So I, I, but you I will, have a daughter who plays. But you have, athletics, I have a daughter. You have, you have right? a daughter who's how old? She is. Uh, she'll be 16 uh, this month. Okay, so she's playing next year. She's playing varsity softball. Right? That is correct. Okay, and onto the mound. <laughs> is a a girl right who had a sex change uh, who had a sex change from being a boy mm-hmm. and she throws the ball much harder than the rest of the girls do like it's it's different right 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 and and like are you okay with that is that is that fair to you well i mean what is the the saying is life isn't fair so i mean True. you know um i don't know what would i be would i be would I not be happy about it? Probably not. But would I cry about it? Probably not as well. So, you know, I would just... I feel like if you want equality and you, you're you for women's rights, you should be against that. That's honestly my thought. No, look, well, I, I, here's, no? here's where I will defend the transgender athlete, okay? The things you have to go through to get to that place, right, is, I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot, right? Like you'd, you'd have to tell your parents and get your parents on board with this, which tells the, you know, your grandparents, your family, and that this is something that you've just felt inside you. Like that, the strength it takes for a young person to believe this. I, I don't, I mean, I have my, I, I do have my own feelings about it and wonder, you know, on what levels, you know, I, I, I don't know enough about it, but I do know that just, I mean, just to tell somebody you're gay, that takes a tremendous amount of inner strength, no matter how much we've tried to normalize it. It's not. Okay. It's not. So I do respect that. Yeah. Like if it's not fair for one or three at bats for Ramos's daughter, for Ramos's daughter, think of the whole lifetime where this child has had to undergo ridicule because forever she said, she said she was a girl, even though she looked like a boy. I get that. But like, look in sports, we don't let men compete against women for a reason. Why are we suddenly going to going to acquiesce because of a section? I think that I, there, there's unfairness, and there's unfairness which we can we can see coming, and we can protect girls from. And I, I don't know. Like, I mean, you've never, Ramos, you've never been in a softball game, and you're like, that girl's like three years older. She's she's. You know, she's a holdback. Yeah, well, hold no, back. there's definitely a time when, like, you're a, let's say Sarah's playing, like, a 12U division, uh, and you go up against, like, a 16U, and you know they're just outmatched because they're not the same grade level, they're not the same age, and you could definitely see the difference. And it's you kind of say, well, you know what, it's not really fair that they're playing those older girls because it's just well, a lot better than they are. So I guess okay, you can so like it's Okay, so now yeah. it's a, a girl who used to be a boy. You don't think you'd have those same feelings? Well, I no, I did, I did say to you that I don't think that it would be... Fair, but I'm not. Am I going to cry about it? Probably not. Can Can I add something or just say something? To the, and, and at least yeah. with that example, is that player if if they shouldn't be playing in the U12, then they should be playing in the 13, 14, or 15 uh, age league. That uh, that's the league that they should be playing in. With someone who's transgender and has this difficulty, you're you're telling them, or you're telling them, in the difficulty of the situation that we're talking about, you're telling them that. If you change the identity of your gender, you are not going to be allowed to compete in sports against your gender, and you are going to have to compete against the gender that you don't feel like you're accustomed to. So, you know that's a, that that that's a 
it's a big decision to make, and it's the transgender athlete that is the one that is being left out. Now you're saying, well, they're the ones that are going to be disadvantaged as opposed to the you know tens of other opponents that they are facing. But I still think that you have to be cognizant of how you you know how you deal with that athlete and allow them to have the opportunities. And I guess that's why we're in the situation in the first place. But we just can't say no. You, you, I don't know if you can't say, no, you can't do this. I think we have to think of options for that athlete to compete and do the things that they do. I agree with you that it's a physical, you know, such a physical advantage, but I just don't know how then how you tell an athlete who's made that decision because they didn't identify with their gender that you can no longer compete in sports because there's no avenue for you. Hmm, it's a hard one. It's a, it's, a, it's a hard one, but I would say that that's the, the sacrifice you know, that you make is this is the one thing you sacrifice. You can't play high school sports. I mean, because look, if you're okay with that, then you could say like, are you okay with them taking steroids? That's the thing is that right. are we, are we, it is are we a okay with high school athletes yeah. taking testosterone? Girl, female high school athletes taking testosterone. If you are, then no big deal. You know? Males no, have no approximately 40% greater muscle mass than females. Even with testosterone, you know, and the Therapy. suppression... Yeah. They still have that advantage. So at some point, it's a PED. So if you're competing in the other gender. I, by the way, I would like to congratulate us all on having a meaningful and thoughtful discussion on, on something that's a hard, hard topic. It just is. Because like all of us, we wouldn't all be on the show unless we weren't like pretty good, reasonable people. But th- these are things that I, I think, look, the reason DeSantis signed us is it's, it's, it's a political win for him. Right? That's the guy wants to be president. This is a political win for him and the and the right. Yeah, but it's really not a point that anybody really should argue, as you point out, even if you agree with 99% of gay rights. Like, this is when you're like, hey, you know, I, 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 I kind of see both sides to it. I do. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. The Diana Rossini writes that the Falcons continue to field calls from teams interested in trading for Julio Jones. The Seahawks have said to have some interest. One league source regarding Julio Jones. He's legit still superb, but an older player. Falcons are asking a lot. They may get it. I don't know. So whether those teams have a first or not, is it good business to give it away? Uh, a second team with 21 hours is lamenting the price. Look, they have to trade Julio Jones. The salary cap is such a mess there that they can't sign all their draft picks until they until they they get rid of them, and it has to happen after June first. But the Seahawks trading for Julio Jones would be acquiescing, obviously, to Russell Wilson, right? Getting him a weapon. I have no doubt that one of the reasons Russell Wilson was so hot and bothered this offseason was he was the guy. Remember, there's two guys that were training with Antonio Brown. One was Tom Brady. The other was Russell Wilson. And I'm sure the Seahawks said, hey, man, we can't sign him. He's a mess. Julio has none of these off-the-field issues. But there is the issue of, you going to give him another contract? Because you're going to have to. And it's going to be a big one. And I don't know what that looks like this year, let alone in years to come. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Hey, it's me, Rob Parker. Check out my weekly MLB podcast, Inside the Parker, for 22 minutes of piping hot baseball talk featuring the biggest names and newsmakers in the sport. Whether you believe in analytics or the eye test, we've got all the bases covered. New episodes drop every Thursday, so do yourself a favor and listen to Inside the Parker with Rob Parker on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love 
Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, It's your dad's, is your dad's razor older than you are? Is your razor older? older than you are. Get him something new for Father's Day. A DSAC six-blade razor is perfect for those extra-close, precise shaves. Get one now to store near you as part of a gift set at dollarshaveclub.com slash breakfastclub. It's dollarshave.com slash breakfastclub. Let's get to the press. The press. Fire. Dan Byer, what do you got, my friend? Uh, Doug, NBA action leads us off for what we've got tonight. Celtics and Nets at 7.30 Eastern time. Blazers and Nuggets, 9 o'clock Eastern time. Lakers not expected to have Anthony Davis tonight because of his groin injury, but Chris Paul says he'll be ready for the Suns. Those teams tip it off in Phoenix at 10 o'clock Eastern. How about Chris Paul's healthy and Anthony Davis is not? Right, not something we saw coming going back a give, week ago. Give, yeah, give it time. Well, that's true. You never know. That's true. Chris Paul's hurt. Stop me if you've heard this one before. Chris Paul's hurt. Right. In, yeah. Uh, we yeah, just told you a little bit ago, for those that may not have heard, Joel Embiid doubtful for game five for the Sixers against the Wizards tomorrow. How about this from the St. Paul Pioneer Press? In a column over the weekend, columnist Charlie Walter says that potential new co-owner of the Timberwolves, Alex Rodriguez, wants to move the franchise to Seattle if they gain ownership. The report says that the potential ownership group would want to add Kevin Garnett as a potential investor with Garnett wanting to keep the team in the Twin Cities. But A-Rod may want to move it back to the uh, city where he started his Major League Baseball career. I don't think that's why he wants to move it there. Right? I think he wants to move it there because he's a businessman and business would be better if it's there. There is a, in, in reading a little bit about it, there's the question about maybe the NBA would 
want to have Seattle as an expansion uh, market, get a bigger expansion fee, if uh, that would be the case. I don't know how many uh, other markets are clamoring for the NBA, but we know Vegas is considered. Don't know if if the team did move. Now we're getting way ahead of ourselves. But if they did go to Seattle, if Minnesota would be considered uh, for that, if they would need a team. But that's kind of where we are right now. The NBA owners wanting that big price tag. We teased Big Ben, Doug. I got, they would have to pay a relocation fee, wouldn't they? Um, uh, yeah, I, I believe so. But the expansion fee, I believe, is you know enormous for what they could inject into their accounts. No, I or, understand what I'm saying in terms of they would prefer to have an expansion fee as opposed to a relocation fee. Like, yeah. is there is there a set amount for the two? Um, I don't know that. Okay. And uh, I don't have the window up uh, of the. Sorry about that. No, that no, that's all right. I was just trying to uh, to clean everything up at at some point. Uh, we we can get to the actual price tag, or we could just hear from Ben Roethlisberger, who always loves to get a little bit more information or give a little bit more information just to let you know what he's been through. You know, I had total reconstruction on my elbow. It might have something to do with it, but uh, no, no. That was Ben talking about his inability to throw deep last year. So, yeah, you know, I had reconstructive surgery. Uh, also, Doug, he was asked about taking a pay cut and restructuring his contract with the Steelers, this is what Big Ben had to say. It was my idea. I told him I want to help the team out however we can. And so I went to them and told them that I would do whatever I could to help the team sign the guys that are going to help us win football games. I've been extremely blessed to play this game for a long time. So I wanted to come back to be a part of what I think is a special football team. In order to do that, to help get guys here, I felt that it was necessary to do that. That's uh, Ben Roethlisberger. Totally my idea, guys. (laughs) Totally my idea. Uh, the expansion fee, I was able to find it during that uh, little exchange from Big Ben. $2.5 billion could be the expansion fee uh, in getting a team in the NBA. And then what's the what's the fee to move it? I don't think it's fee. that much. I don't think it's $2.5 billion. So I, I don't have – but that, that was the number that was quoted on uh, – by Kurt Heel and our buddy from BasketballTalk.com. Some news from uh, the world of football. Edmonton franchise in the Canadian Football League officially changed their nickname from the Edmonton Eskimos to the Edmonton Elks today. I, I just, I did not know that the Eskimo, like, so American Eskimo dogs, are, is that an offensive name? Like, what, what is, what about uh, Eskimos? Were they portrayed in a negative light by the team? I don't understand that well it's the elks from now on and i actually like their their logo it's uh it's sharp it's new age and mentioned this earlier but they have the antlers on the the helmet similar to how the rams have their ram horns on their helmet except it's an elk yes except elk it's an are elk. like pretty much the most impressive animal you've ever seen and i i have to say this i was surprised that it wasn't just the edmonton elk like that elks is plural like to me yeah, it, it was elks yeah, yeah i well but, but look but look it's the well bucks is plural too right yeah. so yeah but if we were driving along and there were four elks in the field i would say hey guys look at those elk that's how i would say it i wouldn't say look at all those elks yeah but you speak english you speak american they speak canadian <laughs> a uh, Florida's given Ed football coach Dan Mullen a three-year extension, $7.6 million annually now for Mullen. That trails Nick Saban of Alabama and Ed Orgeron of LSU in the SEC. Mullen's $7.6 million contract, fifth highest nationally. I'm, I'm guessing that this was actually, he actually got this deal when there was talk of him going to the NFL. Like, sure. that's how long it yeah. takes. The leverage that was used then had to come out of the pandemic. And oh, just now it goes to the board. And finally, uh, former UFC champion Tyron Woodley will fight social media influencer Jake Paul in a boxing match set for August 28th. No word yet on where the fight will take place. That, that won't involve for Jake Paul. And that's the press. Hey, get out there and press. That was the press. Ty Woodley is one of the most impressive athletes I've ever seen in the octagon. Uh, incredibly impressive, and he was a st- he was a striker too. So while he doesn't not a true boxer, and he obviously can't go to the ground, like he was he's more of a striker. I that that's Ty Woodley's going to whoop him, whoop him. Um, Celtics Nets tonight. 
Buyer, do you have a lean? It's a it's a pretty substantial number towards the Nets. Yeah, um, you know what? Give me the Celtics. Celtics. Yeah. I, I take the Nets. Uh, I'm gonna take the Suns. And I'm gonna take the Blazers. It's the Doug Gottlieb show. Fox. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Search FSR to listen live. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.